Friday, and we're here for episode 85. Uh, wrapping it up with me this week has been my guest, Robert Black. Robert, how are you doing? Good. I forgot to mention, I am Gina Radcliffe, um, and uh, I warned the folks listening at the end of the last episode, but I will warn again, this is the end of the week when we get to talk about spoilers. So if you have not watched Knives Out yet, uh, and I don't know why you wouldn't have if you're listening to this right now uh turn this off because we are going to reveal who the real killer is and it is ransom (laughs) but before that uh we want to talk about this minute very briefly because again not a lot happens to in it it's pretty much exactly the same thing that happens in the last minute it's even less than happened in the last minute because he's already sitting down or no he sits down yeah it is eventually she looks at him that's trying it. to try to press grandma for information uh, because he as he says you know I think you have something you want to tell me and she just kind of looks at him like meh, meh when's lunch <laughs> you know like, she, like, she's checked ransom. out yeah exactly ransom yeah no um, so there's not a whole lot to say about this particular minute that we didn't already cover. I, I feel like dialogue wise, his line of following arcs like Lob Rocks, the inevitability, inevitability of truth. Wow, I can't say that. Is something that like he's going to have some similar line in the next movie because he'd he yeah. have to. He'd have to have these little things he says. Yeah, he's got these very lofty statements he likes to make. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like that's probably going to be, you know, for lack of a pretty running gag mm-hmm. in, in, in these movies, you know, where he kind of, you know, sort of very much seems to be kind of, you know, talking to himself. Maybe his monologues time, would get even longer. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> just, just, just more, you know, more $5 words thrown around. Uh-huh. And all. I just, I, I, I can't wait. That's so good. Um, but yeah, we still got the very dramatic lighting. They're still in the sitting room. There's yep. still the opera music playing. Not much has changed between this minute and the last minute. So let's focus on how this movie did or didn't meet our expectations as far as who the killer turned out to be. Had you had it figured out by the time it was revealed? I think I suspected Ransom, but I didn't suspect how. And I loved when they explained how. Because we knew we knew what happened in that room, and it's like, how do you get around that? And they found a clever way around it. Yes, I, I wish that I could remember now if, if I sort of knew it was going to be a ransom. He's I just mean, so I definitely, smug in this movie. He is, and I I definitely knew that his being nice to Marta that was not. You know, he had he had an ulterior motive for mm-hmm. that. I, I didn't I didn't think that he was doing that out of the kindness of his heart. I, I think if, if anything else, you know, even if he wasn't a murderer, he was looking to try to to you know, swindle her out of something, whether you know signing over the will to him or or whatever. And just you know he he felt very smarmy even in trying to be nice. Yeah. And and that's what made it so frustrating because you wanted to. 
you wish somebody would sit down and explain to Marta, you know, just because someone is nice to you doesn't mean they're trying to help you. <laughs> and, 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 you know, how she just sort of gives in and tells him everything. It's like, Marta, girl, no, come on. You, you can't be this naive, but, but she can, apparently. And, well, and there you get to one of the things I don't like about this movie. Because how he gets her to confess is by feeding her. Knowing that she's going to throw up if she lies, which is so silly. <laughs> do you like that, that, that whole aspect that of whole doing thing it is for you? So, it's so, I love the first time it happens, but then I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it does seem, it does seem like he... a weird thing to put in a character. Yeah, it does sort of feel like a a you a kind of last minute solution to a problem. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like like you know, it's like she has the, trouble the, lying. Fine. Right. How Ryan do you convey like, that to other characters? Uh, right. How do I how do I illustrate this? Um, make her throw up every time she lies. Right. And like, Set uh, in the future all right. Robot. There. Solved. It. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, my. What I was hinting at um, when we um, when we talked earlier episodes about certain aspects of how the you know the mystery is revealed yeah. that uh, I thought were a little silly, but I gave it a pass. One for me is is it was Hugh, yes, <laughs> uh, which I was like. Mm. Although watching it again for these notes, the the woman who playing I forget that character's name, the the house. Yeah. The, the maid. She does a good job of saying Hugh. Like, right. you can tell. Yes, she said that. And I understand why someone would misunderstand it. So it, it works. But yeah, as a writing thing, it's a little on the nose. But it also plays into the like class, the classism stuff, because she's the only one who calls him Hugh. Right. And so it, it, the character, by it, the way. it works. But it's also silly. Yeah, it's a little forced. Kind of like but, the throwing but, up. It works, but it's yeah. silly. Right, and and it, but and, and again, this is in keeping with a lot of murder mysteries. Yeah. In, in that you know you, you kind of have to get be willing to get a little silly for things to to fall together. Mm-hmm. I think someone's setting fireworks out uh, off outside. Wonderful. Um, <laughs> it's summertime, baby. It's um, Friday. Time to celebrate. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Let's set off some explosives. Um, yeah, I, I would love to say that I do all along, but I don't. I'm kind of slow with the uptake with these kinds of things. Um, I, uh, one thing that I one thing I think I mentioned on a previous episode when I did this a couple of weeks ago um, that I mentioned was that I thought that it, this would be an interesting double feature with the Usual Suspects. Mm. Um, and I remember seeing the Usual Suspects in the theater and being convinced the entire time that it was Gabriel that, that Kyler Soze was Gabriel Burns' right. character. Yeah. Um, and, you know, now, of course, in retrospect, it's like, well, you know, yeah, of course it was Kevin Spacey. It's like, no, I don't think you could tell. <laughs> well, no, that, that movie Spacey. is designed in a way that it's hard not to be tricked because visually we see a character. We're told about that character. They're the same person. It doesn't make sense right. to do it another way, which is why right. it works. Yeah. And, and this movie, it's, you know, there's so many potential suspects. Mm hmm. That that you know, I think you I could... kind of hoped it was the kid from it. Oh, just because he amazing. says like two things in the whole movie, and so he's just kind of in the background. And he's just so, but he's just so he's creepy so too. Yeah. Like yeah, you know, like the like the the jokes about him being you know a Nazi, a Nazi on the yeah. internet. <laughs> it's like you know that's kind. 
funny at this point, but but it, but it is funny at the same time. Right, but because, so if he turned out to be even like a horrible murderer who just killed their grandfather, be like, yeah, okay, then I buy that. Right, like like the. Um, I need to understand why, but I buy it. I was actually recording a um, an episode of uh, the podcast I co-hosted on night, and we were talking about a movie from two thousand nine, uh, in which people had to go up against Nazi zombies, and, Not and snow? I was thinking about a uh, dead snow. Yeah. Yes, uh, um, and I was yeah, we were talking about how the concept of someone being a Nazi and being that and that being kind of a punchline is. That has not aged well in, in, <laughs> in recent years, and and to me mentioning that that you know the calling like a little Nazi boy or something mm-hmm. is, is that's a really dark joke to me. Yeah. That that you know that this little rich kid, this little rich kid is you know shit posting you know on on you know you eight chan or whatever, <laughs> and 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 it's like you know it's funny but it's not funny at the same time. Yeah, because because you know, that does seem to you know, that seems to be reflecting you know, real life. That, that yes, it, yeah, it's a little too real. Just like the them not knowing, like I think that was Monday's episode we were talking about how they don't know where Marta's from. It right, feels exactly. Like, yeah, that makes sense for these people, and for the the kid, he's so privileged. He just hangs out in the bathroom during the party, just doing whatever. And just like like tweeting and you know posting like you know the Donald on Reddit or whatever yeah. you know I mean you know the kid's definitely a Trump supporter I mean he I, should I think be the, the killer in the second one yeah yeah well, have him come back as like <laughs> his character like, comes like, back the like nineteen or nineteen or twenty now or something <laughs> he comes home from college to commit a murder yeah oh there's really <laughs> an ensemble college like yeah teachers you do that. students you got a lot of people in one place. I mean, or you, or you could just like, uh, you know, they have, um, uh, I think, um, Murder on the Orient Express, I think is coming out soon. No, or, it did. or I was going, oh, there's another one. They were another making one? another one with, with them. Yeah. Right. But that's also had like, regrettably like Army Hammer and all in it. Right. I, I think so. Is that the uh, one where they're replacing him? I think so. And also actor? like Amber, and like Amber Heard is in it. And it's just like, hmm. Yeah. This is this is a this is an unfortunate case. I, I was I was entertained. I didn't mention it on the murder mystery day, but I was entertained by that remake of Orient Express that came out a few years ago. So I did not see it, uh, but I, I I heard I heard I heard mixed reviews of it. But I yeah, I, I'm it. I was somewhat unfamiliar with the story, so it worked for me. I don't know how it works for people who've watched previous versions or read the book or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, you could put him on a train, something like that, but but. I like college. I, I like the idea of that. Yeah. Um, and then you could get but, similar to like family politics like this. You get things with different teachers interacting with like they maybe someone killed someone over like tenure or over something else and it gets convoluted and strange. A bad, a bad grade. <laughs> That's what it ends I up mean, being is, oh, it turns it, out this kid from, <laughs> from this one. Yeah. That's a throw. Got a bad the, grade. The, 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 the thrombi kid. Right you know, as Benoit thinks grade. he figured it out, he sees him in the back row of the classroom. He's like, oh no. You. <laughs> he thought it was Dave Batista the whole time. And his tiny glasses. <laughs> I, I just can't get over the tiny glasses he wears in Blade Runner 2049. I just love them so much. Oh, they're great. 
I, I, I just watched him earlier today in, in Army of the Dead. He is the best part of it, other, other than Take the Tarot. Hmm. Um, that's that a very long movie. <laughs> um, uh, that's another thing I like about this movie. It, it is uh, it runs like a Swiss watch. Yes, it, it, it's it very is efficient. very for uh, for a lot of for a movie that has a lot. It's mostly talking. Um, it's just speeds right by. Yep. It, it not 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 a moment is wasted. I mean, when we say that nothing happens in these in these scenes. It's not to say it's boring, right? It's that yeah. there's not a lot. There's not a lot to to decipher about it. Basically, it's there's like the, we could read you all of the dialogue, but it's not that exciting, right? Right. It, it, but it's but it's you know it's not boring. No. It's just you know it, it does not give a lot to 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 you know kind of dice up and analyze. Yeah. Um, when you first watched this, like who did you initially? think it was gonna be oh who was guilty yeah i think um probably oh i just hit a blank uh, da, da, da. you mentioned him earlier he's in not don johnson the other guy michael shannon michael shannon why could i not think of the name michael it's so basic uh michael shannon i think because there's something about his character where he's a little he he's a little in other everyone's business right right, even though we know that he can't even they don't even let him run the business he's in charge of and it it (laughs) feels it felt appropriate for his character but also it feels even more appropriate that he wouldn't even get to murder like he's not he couldn't he couldn't get to that because he's too he's not he's not he's not confident enough right he reminds me a little bit he's not bold um, enough Right, exactly. He reminds me of um, a character. Do you remember some years ago when there was a? Uh, I think it was on IFC. It was a parody of um, like like eighties uh, miniseries called um, uh, "The Spoils of Babylon." I remember and, uh, being on. It, I didn't see it. Yeah, it was with Will Ferrell and I think Kristen Wiig and um, Michael Sheen was in it, okay. and he plays Kristen Wiig's husband, and he sort of just meekly in the background most of the time barely says anything and i like in like the fourth or fifth episode it's revealed that like like he died and nobody knew it <laughs> so it's, <laughs> and, and i just thought that was so funny that that his, this character apparently skulked off and died and nobody nobody noticed that he was gone and th- that's a little bit what michael Sh- i think he tries very hard to sort of go toe-to-toe with Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, you know, he spent a lifetime in her shadow. Yeah. And, and, and he's still there. And even um, when he, like, tells what he thinks is Harlan to go back upstairs, it's like, it's not your business. Let the old guy have a snack, you know? But he has to control something because they don't let him control the thing he's supposed to do. Right, exactly. Uh, I mean, I think at first I thought there was a possible possible that it could have been Jamie Lee Curtis, but like, that's a little too obvious. Yeah. Uh, because she's very, but also I thought, you know, that, the uh, Chris Evans, the ransom was a little too obvious too, but, um, well, they, they get around that by making him be nice. But at the same time, it's not entirely convincing, but also because we, you know, we, we've kind of been a little 
burned on the you know the nice guy character yeah. that that this is you know this is someone who is trying to hide something <laughs> you, you know that he that he may not be out to hurt her specifically but certainly to to you know use her for his own gains in some way right. and and again it's frustrating that she just sort of gives into it immediately because she's so desperate for someone to be her friend and be her in her corner and he she's like the perfect patsy for him yep. because he he's very smooth he he's he's very smart you know he didn't you know he, he's not a failure because he's stupid he's a failure because he's lazy yeah you know those are, those are you know two in, in, in entirely different things but i you know what can I say? I just think this is a, a, a very smartly written movie. I, I don't think that he leaves any anything really, you know, hanging. You know, everything sort of, you know, comes together in a mm-hmm. way that, like, you know, I compare it to, like, The Sixth Sense, in which, like, you, you want to go back and kind of, like... Yeah, like, a couple of the steps with, like, the lab test form and everything happen really quickly by the time you hear about them. But that right. makes sense. Right, and, you know. Then, the, then you can sort of like you know, find all the Easter eggs, mm-hmm. as it were. Yeah. Uh, what are your What are your final thoughts on this? I, I mean, yeah, I'm looking forward to another one because it's it's a good balance of a large ensemble where they all have distinct personalities, even with actors who we know, which can get in the way of that sometimes. Yes, yeah, for sure. And uh, Ana de Armas is great, and. As the as this character, she's really good. Chris Evans is great in there. Christopher Plummer was always amazing. So it, yeah, it as a plot, it's great. It comes together well, and the movie itself, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it does not hit one false note. It's a uh, it, it's very, and uh, you know, I, I think that if you you know are one of these people that came out later and said like, oh, it didn't live up to the hype, well, get over yourself. <laughs> you know, like, why did that. you wait? Why did you wait so long to see this? Exactly. You know, I mean, we we you know, it was on it was on like Amazon Prime like three months after it came out. Come on, <laughs> you, you, you don't have an excuse. Nobody's that busy. Exactly. Um, Okay, well, Robert, I really thank you for joining me for this. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. fun. Um, do you? Uh, I know you've been plugging your work um, most of this week. Do you want to do it one more time? Uh, well, you can find all my various podcasts, which is a bunch of them, and all my guest spots on other ones, which is a lot more, on lemmingdrops.com. Uh, and do you, uh, do you have any social media you want to plug? Uh, well, the easy one is Robert E.G. Black, because that's me on pretty much everything. Okay. Um, I am the co-host of the Kill by Kill podcast, uh, in which we talk about horror movies with a focus on the characters and the odd little details. Uh, some recent movies we've covered uh, included um, the 1983 slasher movie The Mutilator. Uh, we just did an April Animals Attack Month in which we uh, we covered Anaconda, <laughs> Slugs, Crawl. Uh, we did a Patreon episode on, um, on Annihilation, which was very good. Uh, we also have a side project in which we are watching and talking about every episode of Hannibal. Nice. Uh, that's called that's called Dish by Dish. Uh, so you can look for us. Uh, yep, somebody's definitely setting off fireworks. Um, 
that is Kill by Kill Pod on Twitter and then Kill by Kill on iTunes or whatever um, podcast aggregator you like to use. I myself am a writer at thespool.net. I cover movies and television. And finally, I am on uh, Twitter under Porcelain72 and on Instagram under Gina, G-E-N-A, does things. <laughs> uh, as for this podcast, uh, we are on Twitter under Knives Out Minute. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, you know, this is the you know, Darren works very hard for these. Uh, we've been playing this in a, for a long time, so uh, you know, give us a good review. We put a lot of work into this, <laughs> uh, and that's it for uh, for our week. Uh, Robert, thank you so much, yeah. and thank you for everybody else for listening in. Uh, take care.